I'm Ben Klunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. In 2019, we started this podcast as an accountability tool for our health and our business goals. Through our discussions, interviews, and sharing of our successes and difficulties, we've learned we have a passion for leadership. In 2020, we're striving to grow our own leadership abilities by focusing on learning from great leaders in business and life, and continue to share our successes and struggles on this journey. We'll continue to have raw and candid conversations while sharing our own insights and experiences with our goal being to grow as leaders and as people. You're You're listening listening to Ordinary to Extraordinary. A lot of working. Why would you clap like an asshole? Seriously, you know, you know the thing is recording. You're always just—it's like you're like that five-year-old that the most obnoxious thing he can do at any given time, he does it. Keep going. What do you want me to keep going no, for? Just keep going. Were you trying to record me? No, keep going. What are you doing? No, I don't know. Keep going. So Ben's acting like a child now. He's playing with his phone. And he thinks he's funny. <laughs> Welcome to Ordinator Extraordinary. Wanker. So Ben's obviously downloaded a soundboard to his phone. And I apologize for the terrible sound quality because of that. Yeah, and I apologize that we have to record with Steven. You're cut off. Can you switch your phone off now, please? <laughs> okay, it's off. Okay. <laughs> You've been planning that for days, haven't you? No, I haven't, actually. You just made me think of something. So I'm like, Steven, a smartass. I'm going to wrap air horn him. You've been planning that, I can tell. You were giggling. I've bit. had that on my phone for I bet you were awake years. all night last night just planning to use that, giggling to yourself. No, please put your phone away. What else do I got? Hold on I'm, one second. I'm going to apologize this is one on I don't Ben's under. behalf. Ham! I don't even know what that was. <laughs> I don't either. All that says is ham. Do you, I don't, do you get that one? It's from a movie, but I don't get it. Put your phone away, please. <laughs> You're cut off. You're cut off. All right. Why don't you talk about what we're going to talk about today, Ben? Tell everybody. Let me read the text message, actually, that I got back from Stephen when I sent him what today's topic might be considered (laughs) to be. I thought it was funny. Oh, okay. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? I said, what about the concept of influence? It's like it just came to me while I was out for a walk this morning. We have... Uh, influences shaping us from the very beginning of our lives, right? So our parents influence us a little bit. And we continue to adapt and change as we get older to do both known and unknown influences, right? And I said, thoughts? And he goes, you are a gypsy witch. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, I was just thinking about (laughs) influence, ha, manipulation, yesterday afternoon, which I didn't get to ha. It came out ha. I didn't know what you were saying. I have fat thumbs and type fast. Okay, I, I, I thought that was like a... I thought you meant like IE manipulation, but I was like, no, those aren't the same. Oh, so no, I'm glad it's that we're supposed to be versus VS, 
influence versus manipulation. That's what it should Got it. Okay. <laughs> influence hard manipulation. I should really so, read more text messages. You and me have the same problem. I, and I, all the time. Or it auto-corrects to something that you don't expect. There was a little... Something happened on the other side of the wall that we're here. But... So today's topic is influence, right? Both positive and negative influence. The bad rap that it might get. How you might be able to utilize influence in a positive way to help propel yourself forward in life mm-hmm. in being aware of the ways that can negatively affect you right yeah so since i think the last two podcasts you've stolen my thunder i'm <laughs> starting with a definition this time <laughs> okay the, def- the dictionary definition of influence the capacity to have an effect on the character development or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself yes yes what i agree yeah so that <laughs> that's a dictionary definition the number one yeah but you you dictionary definition yeah. disagreed last week i disagreed with the second definition which generally speaking is what popular culture sees it as but it's not actually the definition so you go against popular culture often you're so cool i don't cancel shit when i don't like it <laughs> <laughs> okay this Maybe I can pose this if, if if you're cool with this, right? I'm going to ask a question. Of me? No, of the audience. And okay. it has to do with kind of, to some degree, framing, I think, because I think the influences or the things that you allow to influence you shape who you are or who you're going to become, right? And mm-hmm. I think we can agree upon that. So the question I want to ask is who do you want to be? Because I think all of this comes around to... Which things are you going to realize that are influencing you positive or negatively? And then which things are you going to fight against that influence, right? So as we talk today, hopefully there's some idea of it's like, does these things that are happening to you or the company you keep positively or negatively influence the direction you want your life to go? Yes. That's not... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we know that. (laughs) We know that that does happen. That's the question is <laughs> the current company you keep is it and I've, I'm questioning my company right now the company <laughs> I keep positively and negatively you're not supposed to have to the question <laughs> dick bag <laughs> you would okay so hey I think it's funny yeah I think you think a lot of things are funny yeah <laughs> okay. let's keep going okay all right. So that was just my think about it, right? And mm-hmm. actually, I'll keep going for a sec. Is I think it's kind of like goal setting to some degree, right? I think we can relate it back. Like in ten years from now, who do you want to be, and what are the steps or people or things you're going to need to enact to get you there? Mm-hmm. I think the same applies to this to some degree. Yeah. So I would I would point to an example of this last night, and just as a an outsider listening in on a, a situation. I say listening because I was watching the Packer game and this situation was happening at the table behind me at the casino. And uh, a group of women, I would say mm, early to mid 40s, obviously just getting together for a social, which is great. And the the, the ringleader, I'll say, because she hogged the conversation, led the conversation. Um, everybody else was basically making little comments here and there and she was dominating but she was bitching about the fact that she was about to quit her job because 
after 13 years, someone who had only been there for five years got a position that they both applied for. And the premise of it is that she thought she was entitled to it based solely on tenure. <laughs> and even as the other girls around her, ladies around her, were asking her about what she'd done, and they actually used the word, what have you done to influence this? What have you done to to better it? And, and essentially it's, well, I'd work my ass off for 40 hours a week. And so again, I'm focused on the Packers hearing all of this conversation and just thinking, okay, so you've done nothing to influence your ability to grow into a, a, a more senior role. And you think tenure is the only thing that's going to influence the decision maker's decision. Yeah. And obviously from a growth mindset and the position that you and I are in, in terms of what we do for work, I... How does that advance the company? Yeah, well, how does it advance her or the company, you know? What well, influence is she exactly She's looking there? for a reward and she's yeah. looking for accolades for her loyalty to the company for a certain period of time that she feels is justified, right? But it's like, that's not how you advance in life. I almost turned around and asked her a few questions like, hey, have you thought of doing this? Have you asked the question why you didn't get, instead of just throwing a hissy fit and saying you're going to quit because you're more senior, but I didn't, obviously. Wasn't yeah, ask business. why you didn't. Get it. Yeah. So anyway, I, th- I guess where I'm taking that is I don't think that lady did enough to influence either the people around her or the decision maker. And Excuse outside me. of influence, she didn't compel them to make her the only choice to be more senior. Yeah. So I think that can probably be applicable to a lot of people. And I think we all know someone who's like that. And you were talking about the company you keep and the, th- the decisions you make. Mm-hmm. And I would actually question, I'm sure she's a lovely lady sometimes, but I would question the people that are with her, you know, is that good company to keep someone with that mindset? Is it worth trying to change that mindset kind of thing, you know? Well, and I think it depends on what it is you're trying to do, right? If you're, maybe she was venting, maybe it was an isolated thing. Who knows? She's angry. I mean, unless we actually knew this individual probably couldn't speak to it. But for the point of her friends, I think there are those friends that, I mean, I've got, friends from high school which uh we are not at all in similar career paths right like we do very different things so mm-hmm. for the most part we're not going to really talk about our careers right so i would say uh there's the people that you're going to keep company with because they're just good folks they have a good heart character is strong right doesn't really align necessarily with who you are from a business standpoint or how you want to operate or grow your business right mm-hmm. so the company you keep, I think, might be different to some degree in terms of job versus family life versus just a buddy that you're having a beer with, right? Yeah. So, agreed. D- differentiating them to some degree there. I they all bleed in. They all bleed to some degree, mm-hmm. but not a hundred percent. I'm sure there's folks that would disagree with me on that, but yeah. So let's um let's stick with the definition thing. And I want to see if you can succinctly, because I've written some stuff down. I want to see if you can succinctly give the difference between influence and manipulation. Because one has a super positive connotation, and one has a super negative connotation, right? Uh, one has a super negative connotation. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I think influence can be both positive or negative, And I think manipulation is a form of negative influence. Agreed. But often, I would say the two kinds of influence you see, 
people discuss are good influences and manipulative influences. Yeah, bad influences. So yeah. if you were to differentiate between them, how would you do so? I, I mean, I, and I, I, I don't, oh, sorry, I moved a chair. I don't think I would expand upon manipulation because it's not always manipulation, right? People can be a bad influence and they're not necessarily manipulating you. They could be just a straight up bad influence, right? They're like, hey, let's go out and smoke or something like that. It's like, well, I don't really smoke. It's like, no, man, come on, we're all going to do it, right? And that's a bad influence. They're not manipulating you. It's straightforward. They're not trying to be deceptive. So I think the difference is deception. I think deception is a good word. So the way I've got it written down, and I had to think about this, was um, influence is more the process of getting someone else to want to do, react, think, or believe the way you want them to, for good, right? I look at influence as a positive thing. Mm. If I have influence over someone, I absolutely have the, the power to do good or do bad, but I would never seek to negatively influence someone intentionally. Whereas manipulation, I've got it as exerting devious influence so mm. what was the word you used deception deception so i've got devious almost the same word over a person to your own advantage for your own advantage so i think that's the difference between influence positively influencing someone and manipulating someone for your own good hmm. interesting or the good of an agenda that you've pre yeah no i think it's just build, build upon that a little more and that's where i would say mm-hmm. that like again i go back to i think manipulation is a form of negative or bad influence yeah and with that is deception right mm-hmm. i think manipulation is you're trying to get somebody to do something say something be something that is going to benefit not necessarily them but some other party maybe you mm-hmm. and you're doing it in a way in which they might not even realize what they're doing or that you're doing it to them. Do you remember the word I said that I've kind of adopted for the year? Wabi sabi. <laughs> that's one. That's two words. And two. No, that's not what I told you. Which word? You say these random things. I've adopted. I told you. This. Perspective is my word of the year. How's that going? But what? Where I'm going with this is, I feel that by providing someone perspective. It's, it's, it's a positive influence. So when you mm. let someone, and, and this is lacking right now, right? So I made a, a social media post over the weekend about the fact that there are a bunch of Spotify employees threatening to strike because Spotify now owns Joe Rogan, the, the, the podcast exclusively, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this was the... And because he's had yeah. some controversial people on, so he, he gives them a platform, but he also calls them out on bullshit, and he's probably one of the more f- most fair-minded, and he actually leans left. He's a Bernie Sanders supporter, for Christ's sake. Hmm. Um, but these liberal people have decided, and this isn't me saying liberal people as a, as a conservative. I'm truly in the middle. I think I'm very central. But these people are threatening because he has some case matter that they discuss with facts and science because they don't want that on the platform that they work for they're threatening to strike and cause disruption and that's a form of manipulation right Mm -hmm. there rather than saying hey we want to show you why we believe this and there's been an arbitration process they actually did remove two or three of the podcasts because there was outlandish it was like guys like alex jones that make these outlandish Mm. claims and there's no fact to it but Rogan will argue with them. So they've, they've removed two or three podcasts already and they want full editorial rights to something that they have no input in. 
So they basically want to be able to take entire sections of his podcasts out, remove it, and essentially censor so, so it. So for the sake of context, do they have that with other podcasts? No. Do they have editorialized? No. So the, and you're the certain on that? Podcasts, you and I can say whatever the hell we want and publish it here. Yeah. The reason he signed an exclusive deal with Spotify is because YouTube were doing it, owned by Google, right? So YouTube were starting to censor some of the videos he put out. Because he just, it's basically anywhere from a, a two-hour to a three-hour conversation with people. And it can go in all kinds of different directions. Hmm. You know, it can be, he, he will he will correct people when they say outlandish things and he'll give them facts and figures and statistics and it's it's basically some of some of it's argumentative some of it's not but because he talks to guys like ben shapiro and alex jones who obviously some people hate they want to manipulate their company and this is why i'm using this as an example to essentially deplatform him and make him conform we're only going to publish stuff that we agree with <laughs> And it's like, mm, that's not really, that kind of takes away the essence of free speech. Free speech isn't... Yeah, I was like, that's what we call communism, kids. Uh, I wouldn't go that far, but it's... No, if you're stripping people of, of their opinions to believe one thing, that's communism. If you agree with everything you're hearing, you're in bad company. You're not keeping good company. If, well, if everybody's thinking the same... If everybody's telling you you have to think the same thing, that's communism. So right now, I think there's a lot of negative influence and manipulation being applied across a lot of different platforms whether it be facebook google Mm -hmm. um youtube essentially everything has been curated and this is kind of a maybe a different podcasting topic altogether but everything has been carefully curated and published in a way that it's clean and pushing an agenda that not everybody agrees with and quite frankly and you might be offended by this not everybody's smart enough to seek out the truth. Not everybody's savvy enough to go, uh, there's got to be, there's this story and there's that story. Let's, it's got to be somewhere in the middle, right? So, yeah. Well, there's a form of negative manipulation. Say, We're going to strike unless you give us what you want. It's called blackmail. Yeah. Yeah. Holding something over somebody else's head to get what you want. Mm-hmm. My toddler does it. <laughs> give us so an it's, it's of about that. the equivalent of people doing that. Dude, talk about influence. Toddlers, oh, great example of this. So the other another night, my kid, uh, I put him down. This might have been last night or the night before. Two and a half year old again, Weston. I, go, I, I put Weston down, and I'm telling him, well, actually, I hadn't put him down yet. Like, we do our little nighttime routine, brush the teeth, get, you know, jammies all ready to go, give me opportunity to use the facilities prior to going to bed because we're trying to get him to be better about not you know, having accidents in his pull-ups at night. And I told him, I was like, okay, buddy, because the last few nights he's been, we put him down at 7 o'clock, 7.05, Mom, Dad, I need a poop. Right? So he, like, freaking just yells out. Because we told him, like, hey, in the middle of the night, if you need to use the restroom, like, you're welcome to get up and go, you know, go to the bathroom or holler for us and we'll help you. So he's figured out that he can kick out bedtime by just hollering like right after we put him down and close the door he'll he'll kick out his bedtime 15 20 minutes because he can holler poop <laughs> and he'll sit there his little butt will be sitting on the toilet for 10 or 15 minutes and, he, and then he'll say no juice basically i mean he can't pee <laughs> or nothing comes out and say no juice and i'm like yeah i know there's no juice because you lied and so last night i told him i, I don't know i said hey buddy like 
guy asked him, I was like, do you need to go potty? He's like, no, no, no. And I was like, you're going to make dad very sad. I'm like, I'm going to be very sad if you, so this is my form of influence and manipulation over my toddler and then his back. And then it was, so I'm telling him, like, hey, you're going to make dad very sad if, if I go and I put you down for bed and then you call for mommy to, to, to take you out to go potty. That's going to make dad sad. And he's like, like thinking about it. And he doesn't like to hurt people's feelings or hurt people or anything like that. Like he's a pretty empathetic kid. And he's like, okay, I sit on potty. I need to pee. <laughs> and so he goes and he sits on the potty and he, and he does his business. You're teaching your kid to sit down and pee? Well, he stands up on his little stool, but he, okay. like he was, he's, he, uh, he ended up. I can't remember the order, but he ended up going poo as well before bed. Okay. So he did both. He went pee and poo. Thank you. And there was a potty talk, and then he, I was like, so I, you should take the opportunity like to go potty, right? And so he doesn't. He doesn't like yes, good. And then we, I go and I put him down, and he. Well, actually, what I told him was, I was like, hey, if I give you the opportunity and, and you don't, that means you're, you're not telling the truth to daddy and that's going to make him sad, right, is what I told him. I was like, you're, that means you're like lying to dad that you don't need to go if you call me five minutes after I put you down. Like, nothing changed in five minutes, buddy. And so he goes, okay. So he does his business, right? And I go in there and I put him down. Five minutes later, that little shit is calling out. And I was like, you little punk. Like, you knew exactly what you were doing. You took the opportunity, and you went pee and poop so that dad couldn't be sad because dad was going to be sad if you didn't take the opportunity to go. But you still cried to go pee and poo once I put you right down for mom. So he manipulated me. For the record, a lot can change in five minutes. (laughs) Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Did I tell you my dick sporting good story? (laughs) I don't know. If I think I you told me. So I, I'm going to share this. So you mean when the bathrooms were closed? Yeah. So I was <laughs> going to play golf just after the golf courses had opened back up, uh. and I had to go and buy a bunch of golf balls. So I went to Dick's Sporting Goods on the north side of Spokane, and I'm looking at the golf balls, and in the space of about ten seconds, not five minutes, some hit you. Whatever I'd eaten the night before was coming out in a hurry. <laughs> So I clenched and I go to the back of the store where the bathrooms are and I've got a pin pad on the door and this is right, so probably April or May, like COVID was still like a big, big deal um, to everybody and I can't get in the bathroom so I go to exit the little foyer area where the bathroom is. (laughs) We're going to get back to influence and manipulation and all that stuff in a minute, but this is a funny story. Well, this is a form of influence, actually, and manipulation. Well, essentially. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the kid's walking in, and he works there, and I was like, hey, can I get in the bathroom? And he can tell I'm in distress. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. Bathrooms are locked just now because of COVID, and I was... (laughs) I've got a decision to make. I'm either not going to be able to play golf because I have to go home and strip off and shower, and I basically told the kid, and, and this is verbatim what I said. I was like, look... You can open that door and let me shit in there now, or one of us is going to have to clean up the mess that I leave on this floor because I'm going to shit myself. That poor kid. His face. I've never seen a more frightened little boy. I think between the accent and the fact that I was physically sweating because I was clenching so hard, clapped again. So he put the code in the door and let me in, and I went in and did my business and. Walked gingerly out of the store afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> gingerly out of the store. That poor kid was never the same. I was never the same. I didn't feel right for the rest of the day. <laughs> but I didn't shit myself, so it was worth it. 
<laughs> yeah. Did you see him as you were walking out? Oh yeah, he was. I'm pretty sure he told other staff because I was. <laughs> it was a walk of shame from the back of the store to the front door. Everybody They're all looking and pointing. <laughs> There's a foreign guy that just threatened to shit on the floor, <laughs> clean up on aisle four. <laughs> foreign guy just. <laughs> Uh, I think at that point I would have just like I don't even know if I shit my pants just go buy a new pair out of the store I would have had to have driven home what do you do do with that go buy a towel and bust in yeah they don't let you into the bathroom if you hadn't let me in am I supposed to be like now you let me in to clean myself up (laughs) (laughs) I got a wee turtle head poking out (laughs) anyway that was a form of influence see See, positive influence because he let you in. Oh, that was bribery. Like, you're going to have to clean up my shit because I'm not doing it. Let me That's in. an interesting form of <laughs> manipulation. <laughs> so, sorry I had to share that with you if you're squeamish, but hopefully you find a little humor in that as well. And it's a 100% true story. I also have some other great COVID <laughs> stories. Can I tell one more? Sure. Especially <laughs> sideways here. But these are all actually been forms of manipulation or blackmail or, or influence. Maybe, uh, a month and a half to two months into the COVID thing and I decided I wanted a bacon double cheeseburger and a milkshake from Sonic oh good lord so I go to Sonic <laughs> is this another potty story what's that is this another potty no, story no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> so I'm in I'm in the little drive through bit and I press the button and the girl on the, the you know it's like little a, speaker yeah. telecom thing so she comes on that and how can I help you so I'm like can I get a number three please so number three is a bacon double cheeseburger. She's like, oh, sorry, there's a nationwide shortage on beef patties. I can't do any of the double burgers. So I'm like, a number three is basically a number two with an extra patty on it. I was, she's like, would you like a number two? And I was like, can I get two number twos? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, do you realize what you just said to me? <laughs> can I get you'll one get number me, two with an extra bun? You'll sell me two burgers, just not on the same bun. And she's like, yeah. Do you want a number two? And I was like, no. Will you listen to what you're saying to me? <laughs> You've got a shortage of patties. I can only get... I can get two burgers, but you won't give me them in the format I want, even though it's on your menu. So it, eventually, I was getting upset at this point, and I ended up... She was like, so do you want... I was like, no, I'm just going to go across the street. There's a Carl's Jr. across the street. So I went and got a double cheeseburger there. And she's like, wait, what? And I just didn't respond to her. I just re- reversed out and left. I was disgusted. I'm like, that's the level of stupidity we're dealing with here. And someone in a place of influence should have said to her, hey, that's a silly rule. We don't need to apply that. <laughs> if they can buy two burgers, it's the same amount of beef. It's the same burger. It's literally this, like it's a number two and a number three is a number two, but just an extra patty on it. So you should have just gotten the cheap cheeseburger and thrown well, that per burger on the like, yeah. yeah. But that's not the point. It was I know the principle it's principle. Thing. Yeah, you're a principle man. I got I got more and more, but we could do COVID story. Maybe we should do a side podcast about COVID stories. I'm telling you some of the stupid shit I've seen stores <laughs> and restaurants doing, and I'm just watching it. Like, are you real? Stephen's getting all hot and bothered about the I'm rules. Not, I think it's hilarious now. At the time, I was hot and bothered. Hence, why I went. Across what the are street. we talking about today? <laughs> influence so (laughs) okay just on this right since we're talking about influence i do believe that essential reading for everybody not just people in business or sales or whatever is the dale carnegie book how to win friends and influence people Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. it is it's tried and true well yeah tried and true it's aged well it's what 30 40 years old maybe it's old yeah really old yeah um 
probably I mean if not older there's yeah. been revisions to it to make it more modern talking about email and text and in different ways that you can apply these influences but it's an amazing book and I highly recommend it I'm looking up the year that it was done because it was I might have been the 60s honestly dude is it as old as that I mean that's a 60 year old book it uh oh my gosh originally published October of 1936 Jesus that's like 90 years? We were way off. It's by Simon and Schuster. Yeah, that's that's 84 years, dude. Yeah, so we were way off. <laughs> what, 30, 40 years ago? Yeah, times two. Yeah. I mean, that's impressive that it's aged that well because a lot of books don't age. So I've read that book a couple times, How to Win Friends and Influence. I actually read it in high school or junior high. I can't remember which one. And then I read How to Win Friends and Influence People in the Technology Age. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's been yeah. updated. Yeah, so they have the different iteration, version, mm-hmm. whatever, if you will. But good book. Good. What was good your job. biggest takeaway from it? I don't know if it was one takeaway as much as a way of living. Uh I think that's probably, to some degree, that book has probably made me a little bit who I am in terms of the person that's willing to walk up to somebody and introduce myself, right? And just have the courage to do that from reading those books at a young age. So I don't know if I could take one thing away from it. I don't know that this phrase was uh, necessarily attributed to it, but I found the easiest way to get people to be interested in you, and I got this from the book, it says be interested in the book, mm-hmm. but I've always said be interested, not interesting. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And by showing interest in other people and genuinely valuing what they have to say, who they are, what they've done, and what they bring to the table, they will, that actually directly translates to you have an influence on them because they know they have someone that will listen and we'll value them, right? And that that was probably my biggest takeaway from that so, book. Be interested in people, not along, interesting. Along those lines, I will say, I do remember something from that book in particular that stood out to me, and it was with regard to how you compliment uh-huh. people. It was like, I might not like your pants, I might not like your shirt, but I noticed that you got a haircut, and your haircut looks good. So it's like, I pick the thing that I like about you, the way you look, right? Because then it's a genuine compliment. It's like, Hey, Steven, looks like you got a haircut. That looks really good, man. You got it all cleaned up. Ready to go slay the day. There's also another thing in that book, now that I think about it. And it, I mean, it's, I think there's a whole chapter on it. If it's remembering names. Yeah. When you remember to. people's names, you use people's names. Yeah. And in sales world, it's the word they well. love the most. Like if you name. say someone's name three or four times throughout a conversation, like, hey, Ben. I love that you've got that to say further down the line. It's like, hey, Ben, what was that you had to say about this aspect of what we're doing? You know, and using people's names instantly, again, it builds that credibility. That's great, Stephen. That is great, Stephen. (laughs) Shut your face, Benny (laughs) Booth. See, that was a derogatory one. Now I don't feel good. Ben's always being... rude to me oh geez always anybody that knows steven knows the truth behind that (laughs) yeah so what you've got a bunch of notes what else not really i just started writing down stuff about you know positive and negative things like and how positive influences can actually be a useful tool Mm -hmm. example it wasn't useful enough but uh 2019 you were an influence on me right to get in better shape you did get in better shape. Yeah, but I'm saying to keep going to the gym. How's 2020 going with that? 
Ben is Ben is I'm making flipping a Stephen off to me right now. I'm flipping Stephen off. Um, 2020 has been a year, uh, but that was an example of a positive influence, right? And I think you shared it on one of the last two recordings. Like I came because I didn't want to let you down, right? So it's like that was an influence that made me show up, made me follow through, and the byproduct of that was I got in better shape, mm-hmm. right? Despite being aggressive. The byproduct was actually the end goal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's why I go back to the original point. It's like, who do you want to be? And if at the end of the day you look, it's like, I want to be someone who's seen as uh, a good father, a good husband, a kick-ass producer at work. It's like, okay, who are the company and the influences that you need to put in place? It's like, maybe you need to hire a business coach who's going to be that influence for work. Maybe you need to get a friend who you see is just a genuinely good father to their kids and go have a beer with them, right? Mm-hmm. And glean some of that that they have and some of that influence, if you will, and do it every other week, right? It's like, what are these things that you need to put in place that you know are going to influence you? Because I think if you know what you want to be, you can put those influences in place to push you forward. Look, I think the biggest influence I asserted on you throughout last year was just being upbeat on everything. Um, Because I think attitude is the number one influence that you can have on anybody. If you've got a good attitude, it's infectious. The people around you are going to catch it. Even the ones that think you're that cheesy, annoying, upbeat person, they're still going to eventually catch on to it, right? And... The flip side of this is is the negative influence is it only takes one person to always be in a, with a shitty attitude and a bad mood to influence many, many people, mm-hmm. right? It takes one bad egg yeah, toxicity. to spoil everything. Um, but that leads well into... But Actually, before we go into my list, because I've got a list. Yeah, I know you do. Um, before we go into that, um, I, was I was talking about the attitude... So like you would, you'd be grumpy, you'd be texting me on the way to the gym at 5am, you'd be wondering why I took my shit at the gym instead of at home, because I'd always poop at the gym before I train, you'd be like, why am I here, why are we in this sauna, why are we, but then afterwards, because I was upbeat about it, invariably, you would say, I feel better for having done this, I've started my day right, I'm stepping into the day, having achieved something before most people are even out their beds. And no, I mean, you take a shit long time at the gym, though. Like, I still don't, I wouldn't do the sauna and all it's that stuff. It's just my stuff. routine. I know. You have your routine. It works for you. I would do it differently. Just mm-hmm. me, right? That's why it's like I would... Because I want to get in, crank out for 45 minutes in the gym, not dilly-dally, and get out, right? But early on, if I'd have left it to you to do that, it might not have gotten done. If we were doing it together, it would you have. Needed, you needed the... Accountability. For the first two or three months, you needed the accountability and the influence yeah. of of someone else being there with you. Yeah, and I just had to go through your sauna process with the old saggy dudes in the sauna together. Dude, there's nothing better than heating up these old muscles <laughs> in I, the I, sauna beforehand, I, I, and I miss it because it's hot tub. open just now. Hot tub for me. Well, so. I'm not going to get in the hot tub and then put my clothes back on. I have, you know, I get in the sauna for five minutes. Do you not wear cl- like pants when you get in? Pre-workout. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I get in the sauna for five minutes and stretch a little bit. So something... Uh, so on this vein of influence, 
you've mentioned to me, I'm going to mention to you, I've noticed you, I think it's not just me, it's the podcast, it's people around, like, just you talking through the podcast Mm -hmm. have been, God, I can't believe it, a little more, like, open-minded to some degree even, right? It's like, you've come to see, like, oh, okay, maybe I'm not always right, even though we got to... Just most of the time. Just, I was going to say, we got a ways to go on that, case in point, (laughs) but... uh, Surprisingly, I think you've gotten a little better at it. Yeah. See? Well, there's, there's been massive improvement based on the influences that we've put around us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had some... Golf, for yeah, me. Yeah. We've had some amazing discussions with people that have given, again, word of the year perspective. Yeah. In ways that you and I could never... You know, whether it be some of the women that we've interviewed that have been really vulnerable with us on things. I mean, Rachel Rowley sat in here and essentially shared how she was um, abused growing up um, and not in a terrible way, just like her relationship with alcohol became a coping mechanism, right? Um, And then, you know, she was abusive and, and of the substance and was in unhealthy, toxic relationships because of that, and she grew out of it, and look at her now. Um, You know, Philip Tyler sat here, shared his experience as a a black man growing up in Mm -hmm. our area. Mm -hmm. The loss of his son. We had zero perspective on either one of those things, Mm -hmm. the loss of his son or being black. Yeah. Um, You know, and we've had company owners in here, we've had... You know, political candidates yeah i mean all over the map we have just had people that can give us insight and perspective into things that we never have experienced and some things we never will experience. i won't look if i ever come in and tell you i'm running for political office slap me and shoot me <laughs> right because i'm never going to experience that i don't want to yeah. i will say whether or not we knew it, this podcast, I think, had been influencing us oh. throughout the whole time we've been doing it, right? Better part of two years. Yeah, now. and it's like, and it's it's reshaping a perspective to some degree, at least, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have things that we believe, and it's what we believe, yeah. and that's great. You ha- you have those things, and everybody has those. Uh, um, but it's been interesting to see how it has reshaped each of us individually. I mean, good and bad ways. Good and bad. I mean, there's good and bad and everything. But down this line is something uh, I wrote down in the vein of influence. And it was talking about like mental strength. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes if you are lacking in mental strength, you're more easily manipulated, right? And I think that's obviously uh, an obvious statement. So, But I also think there are a lot of people right now that are struggling with mental strength. That's part of the podcast, again, is, is around mental health this year. And so I think you need to be careful of the company you keep more so and any little bit of chipping away at that because I was thinking about this. I was like, over time, what you believe might shift because of the company you keep, right? And, and you might arrive one day realizing, like, I don't even believe what I used to believe. And... It's a, in a bad way, I'm talking, like not in a positive mm-hmm. way. It happens both ways, but in a negative way. Like it might erode your character. Like, no, I don't do that. And then, but it's okay that they did it. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, they did it again in front of me. And then after a while, you start to become callous to it, right? And then there's times where it's like you need to eliminate 
those negative influences and shut it down from the very beginning, right? Especially if you have mental health, you need some mental strength then and there to know that you are vulnerable and to shut it down. And you need to be aware of those things that external forces, external influences that could have a small thing, just very, very small things that a lot of the time might seem trivial, but that over time could come to a heaping barrel of steaming icky yeah so i think the word you're looking for is fortitude mental strength is one thing but fortitude right and that can be there's mental fortitude there's physical fortitude Mm -hmm. there's there's um yeah so it's funny because that that's another word that i'm kind of focused on right now because i am re-listening to the dan crenshaw book fortitude i don't know if you've Mm -mm. read or listened to that um everybody's going to think i'm a I'm a Republican now. Uh, for the record, a couple months ago, I listened to Bernie Sanders' book. So, yeah, there you go. Now you're a socialist. Uh, yeah, I'm both. <laughs> I, I can get accused of it. In the, in the same day, people will see my haircut and assume I'm military and right wing. And then later on, they'll see me wearing a Lakers t-shirt and assume that I'm all about BLM and, and, and the lefty. So, yeah, I, can, the, I can't win. The way you say stuff sometimes, um, the lefties. <laughs> well, the lefties and the righties. I mean, you're either a dirty communist or a filthy Nazi, right? <laughs> and the, the the strange thing is both of them are closer to each other truly on the political spectrum than they realize. Um, so they're, they're, they almost are so far apart from each other that they come all the way around and touch. Um, <laughs> There's a nice little circle. So I thought about this from the, the aspect of how I think I want to and do a certain influence. And I've been blessed my entire life, um, adult life, to where essentially at 21 years old I moved to a different country and got to assert massive influence on lots of young young kids, young soccer players, right? Everything from four-year-olds that can't walk and chew gum at the same time to 18-year-olds that are they've been through college, have kids. I've, I've got one getting married in a couple months here that, that I'll go to the wedding in Dallas. And, um, you know, so I've been blessed to assert influence and the ways I think I do it and the ways that I I would encourage other people to do it so I've got seven points here I've got continuous learning right you know this most people know this I've never arrived even when I think I'm proficient in something I'm reading I'm watching I'm discussing and I'm trying to be better I think again this all stems from attitude but if you're got a growth attitude and a growth mindset you're never good enough, right? And that's not a negative thing. It's not to say, oh, I'm not good enough. It's that, all right, now I want to know what the next level of that is. I'm going to seek out the next highest level, the next highest influence that I can possibly seek out and learn from them. So what did you write down there? You made a an asterisk. You wanted me to finish my points yeah, and then... So then I've got engagement with new people um, while encouraging your current circle to improve, right? So I think often people think this is my circle of influence here and I'm not going to grow it anymore. And they think it's a negative thing to keep growing your network and keep keep growing your, your centers and circles of influence. And for me, my, my circle of influence is never big enough because not because I want to make as much money or be all powerful. But for me, my entire ethos is I want to be the guy that knows a guy. Or if you want, if you want me to be politically correct, be the person that knows a person because it's not always a guy, right? Um, 
so engagement is important and I think that um, if you're constantly engaging other people around you are going to see that and they're going to partake in it and mm-hmm. they're going to actually look to connect you because they know that's something you like to do um, again this is an attitude thing but it's focusing on what you have and what you can do not what you don't and what you can't right so last week I had a mentor call with some someone who's fairly new to our company and she was bitching to us about what her CRM platform doesn't do she's used a different CRM in a previous job mm-hmm and I pointed out what it does do. And it ended up that what she wanted it to do, it actually did do. She just hadn't taken the time to learn it. And it's like, hey, if you'd have focused on what it could do and went down that path, you would have found that it did do what you wanted it to do. So I just think that's a, that's a huge mindset for people, especially, in, and it can be applied in sports, it can be applied in fitness, it can be applied in, in sales, it can be applied in any anything you do. Focus on what you can do and what you you can't you do have versus what you don't and can't well not only that but i'll say this is something i've been working through right is like some things you can control some things you can't control and that's kind of what you're talking about it's right focus on the things that you can control and the things you do have and the things where you can exert some positive effect mm-hmm. right and run down that path because i think the more positive effect you can exert the more you'll realize that more positive things will happen to you mm-hmm. And the th- thing I wrote down here is influence through admiration. Um, is we talk about this from a religious standpoint. You see the guy out on the side of the road down by the S2A that's telling them all that you know Jesus came and died for them and yelling at them through a megahorn. And they're hooers and, it and gives, liars. And it gives, you are a sinner, you will burn in hell, right? And it's like, do you think that's going to convert people? Are you having a positive effect on their day? Like, I'm a believer, and I think you're having a negative effect on my day. Yeah. Right? Because like you're going to Baptist church. It's like, yeah, you're, you're not you bringing do? people to what you believe is a positive thing, right? Yeah. So we've always said it's like, you know, the way you live your life should be evidence of the person, like, of the way you, your character, of the things you believe. So mm-hmm. it's like, people shouldn't necessarily need to come to me and. And I shouldn't need to go out there and prophesy that I'm a Christian, right? They should be seen through the way that I live my life, right? The good acts that I do, yeah. my, my love for other people. Like, like, you know, there's something different about him. He's a good guy, and I admire that, and I don't know why. And then you find out. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. It's like I've always admired the way that you do that, and I wanted to be more like you in that regard. Mm-hmm. So that was just an example, right? I'm not saying it's only from a religious standpoint. But I like that. I think influence through admiration is a, is a big thing. I admire and it influences me the way that you can be so habitual, right? We've talked about this before. It's like you are a habitual son of a bizzo, <laughs> right? It, it, some people are just, and it's, yeah. you're like, I want to try that too, right? So it's like they see the good and the good positive things that people do. And there's people guys in my office, though. I know we say this one way or another for each other. It's like, hey, you did this, and that was really cool, and I want to try and implement that myself, right? Mm-hmm. I admire that about you. And I want to take that and put that in my own life. That's a form of influence, I'd say, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that, that actually leads into the next one really well. And the next one is two, two-pronged. So the first one I've Teach got up. is accept criticism openly. But then I've got but discuss and seek affirmation. Um, hmm. And then adjust accordingly. So I am a big believer in second opinions. I think often people are so open to criticism 
that they'll take criticism from someone without asking a wide subset of people if that's the case. So you, for instance, may not appreciate some of the things I say and do. You might communicate that with me. If I take that as gospel without seeking confirmation, without getting a cross section of of um, affirmation or confirmation from people that I do do those things incorrectly, I think then I'm doing myself a disservice because it might just be that you feel intimidated or you have all your own mm-hmm. insecurities. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm saying always be open to criticism, but confirm those criticisms with more than one multiple sources almost before you go and, and, and internalize it. And, and it's not it's not to say that you shouldn't try and improve anyway. But I do believe that the criticism should always be confirmed by more than one person. Get mm. cross section. So, I like it. That's good. Um, I've got share everything. What you have, what you know, what you want, successes, failures, um, money, success, everything. Like share everything. Be vulnerable enough that when someone seeks you out and asks you a question that you're not that guy that goes, well, if I tell them how to do this, they might do it better than me. Yeah. Right? Share everything. Yeah. Because that person will do it in return. That's mm-hmm. that's positive influence. And well, and you talk about relationship building. Yeah. We were talking this morning, actually. It's the, the idea of always telling the truth, right? As a team in the office, we were talking this morning about it. It's like it's so important to tell the truth, not just for the individual you're speaking it to, but for yourself. Because you know whether or not what you're saying is 100%. And talk about just eating away at your soul, or it should, if you're not speaking truth into this other person. If you're speaking lies or you're withholding because you're worried about how it might affect how it might affect you, that's not going to be good for you on the long run either. No, it's not good for anybody. No. But um, influence is an interesting thing. And you can, I guess another part of this is maybe think about how you're influencing people. And, and how you're perceived from an influential standpoint. Exactly. Because I think sometimes for my own self is people people will look and they'll expect something from me, right? They'll expect something from you, whatever it might be. Like they look to someone, they expect something. And we don't realize maybe the influence we have over people, right? So... Choose your words carefully. Choose how you react to people carefully. Because if I go back to that mental state again, you never know the mental state that people are in, right? And if they're coming to you and coming to you from a vulnerable standpoint and they're looking to you for guidance and you unintentionally smack them down, discredit them, don't give them the full truth, you know, that's not good. What type of service are you giving them there? You're, you're, having, you're on the negative influence side of things there instead of being on the positive influence side of things. So not just how do things happen to you from an influential standpoint, but how do you influence other people? You want to know what the next one is? You <laughs> Did I just, just tee you up again? I said, look to lift others up yeah. rather than compound failings. Yeah. You know, so to your point, how are you influencing people? Are you influencing people when when they come to you, do you beat them down because they did something wrong or do you see it as a growth opportunity and a, te- a teaching opportunity for you and a learning opportunity for them? Mm-hmm. And this comes back to something we talked about way back. You don't need to be in a position of leadership to be a great leader and to exert amazing influence on people. Yeah, you don't need to be in a management position yeah, to you don't be a need leader. A title. Yeah. 
if you need a title like that lady last night, if you need that seniority to be a positive influence on the people around you, you get an issue. Now, I'm sure there was a pay raise with that as well. Guess what, though? You will get that title and you will get that management mm-hmm. if you are first a leader. Uh, what's for you will not pass you by. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, if she's been there for 13 years and somebody that's been there for five years got a position over her, then it's patently obvious that that person that's been there five years is either... There's, there's two ways to look at it. Either that person is devious and, and got a position... Friends with management names, or something. Yeah, yeah, through nepotism or you know bribery or whatever. Or that person's just much better than you yeah. in every situation and you need to learn and grow and, and yeah. adapt. Take that as a reality check. So the last one, and I've touched on this many, many times, but I've got... In order for you to be a great influence, and this is so contagious, is fall in love with the process and help others do the same. Great sustainable results take time and attention to the little things, right? And I used to preach when I coached, the little things make huge differences. Uh, You've you've often talked about being off one degree if you're Mm -hmm. flying from Los Angeles to New York and how far off course that takes Mm -hmm. you. Well, yeah, the little things. Focus on the little things. If you can do the simple little things really proficiently, you don't need to be flashy. You don't need to, you know, that that builds consistency in a way that is going to influence you, influence the people around you, and build. And coming back to the previous one, it's going to lift everybody up because a rising tide raises all ships. There's a cliche. I like for it. You. Yeah, that is a good. That's a good cliche, though. Yeah. What's kind of interesting, and as I'm thinking about this, you perceive me in a certain way, right? Yes. And I, this is a little off topic, so I apologize. And Do you want me to see what we perceive you? And no. <laughs> and I perceive you in a certain way. Yeah, probably the same way. <laughs> but we have the ability to influence people's perceptions of who we are, right? Good or bad. Mm-hmm. So something I've never done or don't do enough probably is more so is how am I seen, right? And how can I influence how I'm seen? And, and this is the lie. Actually, I have done this because I did it in the office. And it's, it's been a positive exercise, right? It's, it's like focusing on the things you can control, not gossiping about things you can't control necessarily. And I say gossip, you know. Um, okay, if that's how I'm perceived, then okay, if, or if you said at one point, like, you have a negative attitude sometimes. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to be perceived as someone who's a glass half-empty individual, so I'm going to work on my attitude, right? And I'm going to influence how people perceive me. Mm-hmm. So my last form of thought around influence is perception. So maybe sometimes stop, think about how you're perceived. What do your friends say about you? And do you like what your friends are saying about you? Does that go to my original question of... Is it aligned with who you want to be? I just circled it if you heard a pen in the background. It's like mm-hmm. the way you're perceived by your friends, your family, those around you, is it who you want to be or is it in the direction of someone who you want to be? And have you put the people in place that are going to have a positive influence on you or have you influenced their perception of you, right? Or even the fake it till you make it, right? The influence might not be real, but you're, you, you're, you're influencing the way that they see them so that eventually you will become the person that they believe you are. Yeah, so here's a thought on that. And this is completely not written down here. It's kind of uh, organic as you're talking. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's important for people to understand and realise that it's okay to have different perceptions in different peer groups. How you're perceived yeah. in the office shouldn't be how your family perceives you, right? So if you're that lovable, goofy brother that is a great uncle to his nephews and nieces and, you know, is always on the floor rolling around with them and wrestling and that's fun Uncle Stephen, right? That's how I want to be and known anyway. That's not what I want to be in the professional setting. So different peer groups, it's okay to be perceived in different ways. And it's okay to ask different peer groups how they perceive you. One of the, and one of the biggest realizations in that is often when I'm with friends who don't see me in professional settings very often, I also get opportunities, you know. I know a lot of people, so I might be at a bar or a restaurant and someone will come up and say, hey, we're having an issue with our point of sale. And I'll instantly switch on my technical mindset and start telling them what to do and you know speaking my language for work and i see friends like shit like how does he know that you know what what's going on here this isn't steven it's what i do for work so (laughs) yeah it's important that you're you have different peer groups and perception within each of those peer groups it's okay if it's a little different Mm -hmm. it's okay for you to have professional ben funky ben family ben you know, it's all different and it's all delivered in a different way. So I like that. I like that. Yeah. Well, hopefully today's podcast was beneficial for some folks. It wasn't totally coherent, but sometimes those are our best ones, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and people get the most value out of them. Is do it- you remember, so you were talking about glass half full. Do you remember the answer I gave in my interview for the, the enterprise position that I do now? To what question? is the glass half full or half empty oh I vaguely remember you having some answers and uh, I told you that the guy so Scott Walker's his name and he's one of our uh, he's VP of enterprise sales in in Harland and he goes I've never heard that answer and I'm going to steal it (laughs) and I think it it was spur of the moment I'd never used it before and I've used it a lot since when people say glass half full half empty I'm like that's enough for now but I definitely want more yeah and I think it just speaks to growth mindset and an influence there because so yeah um oh yeah that was a good answer (laughs) it's enough for now but i want more yeah so i think we would love to hear from you guys on influence who influences you what influences you the most you know what negative influences do you have that you may be able to cut out how can we help you guys positively Mm -hmm. you know share with us on social media most of you if we're a positive influence share to your friends yeah that too share this podcast maybe it'll give someone some insight and perspective woohoo and uh, rate it review it Um, and if you guys want certain things on the podcast if you want certain people on the podcast let us know we're happy to reach out and have discussions Mm -hmm. Um, absolutely I actually got reached out to by a guy from Scotland really asking me if we would have him on the podcast to talk about his company so it's an interesting, interesting. message i have to share it with yeah. you he said he enjoyed it um i was like that's a that's a different way of doing things normally we're the ones reaching out saying hey would you come on yes yeah, sure um, that'd be interesting yeah so i got nothing else ben what you i don't got? either we're about an hour or so in so yeah give or take and just uh again consider how you want to be perceived consider who you want to be and what influences, what steps, what things are you taking to become that person? Yeah. Um, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Some of you. And until the next time, <laughs> be good to yourselves and teach. We do. Boom. Um,